You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, hello, mama friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I am so glad you're here. You're back. Or if you're new to this space, welcome. I'm your host, Marissa Lonick, working mom of four kiddos, certified intuitive life and business coach, time momager, biz momager. And I'm super excited because today on the show, we are talking about all things Halloween. Yeah, we are less than two weeks away from this amazing holiday, one of my all-time favorite holidays. And so today I'm going to be diving into some tips for moms when it comes to Halloween. And I want you to ensure that this holiday, even if you don't love it as much as I do, that it turns out as awesome as it can be. So do you ever see those like side-by-side photos that are like IG, Instagram versus reality? And the reality looks nothing like what is being posted? Well, I don't want your Halloween to be like the reality version, okay? I want it, not that I don't want it to be unauthentic, right? I want it to be real, but I want it to match that IG worthy version. I want you and I want your kids to feel like it was great. And I bet if you implement some of these awesome tips today, what's actually going to happen is going to hopefully match that IG quote unquote perfect, nothing's perfect, we all know that, version of the day. So first off, let's talk about this day, okay? Again, some people like me out there kind of love Halloween. Um, I'm not definitely not the spookiest house on the block, or I don't do anything, you know, like having trick-or-treaters walk through my house that I've turned into a haunted house. I'm, I don't take it that far, but I still think it's tons of fun, and I try to make the most of this day every year. I just think it's a blast. So... My first tip for you mamas out there, it has to do with costumes. Okay, question. You ever see one of those adorable families where everyone is totally in sync and the theme is just so on point and cohesive? They've got the whole family costume theme going. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I love a good family themes when it comes to costumes. I think it's super cute. But it doesn't have to go this way in order for Halloween to be awesome. We are a family of six here, and we have only had one year successfully having a family theme where we were all in the same theme. Truth be told, we only got to do this that one time because my older kids that year, they were super into Harry Potter. So that meant my middle kid, who really knew nothing about Harry Potter at the time, he was too little to listen to the books or watch the movies, 
Um, but by default, he was into Harry Potter because his older brothers liked it. And anything they like is always cool for him. And so with three of the four kids into the same thing, we could kind of easily execute a family theme without having to force anyone to wear something they just didn't want to. My littlest at the time, he was only two, so he was totally fine with whatever we chose for him to be on Halloween. Here's the thing about family themes. When it comes to costumes, this is what I think at least, you gotta let go. Like you may have this beautiful vision of your entire family dressing up like Care Bears or Ninja Turtles or the cast of Grease, but if you're forcing your kids, yes, even bribing or being ultra persuasive about doing it, you may be taking some serious childhood joy away from them. Like a big part of being a kid is being creative and imaginative And if you're dressing up every Halloween in a costume your parents tell you that they want you to be, well, that freaking sucks. Okay? So don't force the family theme, even if it's really on your heart. The other thing I want you to remember when it comes to costumes is consider your kid. Consider your kid. Do they get ultra hot? Will they complain about wearing a mask or something on their head? I mean, of course, they can take off whatever's bothering them, but also having the foresight to bring things like this up when you're choosing the costume can help them maybe see something that they may not have thought of. Or honestly, you may just need to let that natural consequence happen so your kids do learn the hard way sometimes, right? The last thing about costumes that I want to mention, as you probably know, costumes... They can be pricey, but they're not always made with the most comfortable fabrics, should I say? Like they can be really itchy or scratchy and you don't want your kid and you to be miserable most of the day because of a costume that's bugging them. So keep that in mind. Or one tip that I've also executed in the past that I would highly recommend, this works really well, especially if you live somewhere where it can be chilly on Halloween is to wear a thin pair of pajamas under the costume. So what's actually touching their skin is soft and comfortable below that potentially itchy or scratchy costume. Okay, so we've talked about costumes. Want to let go. If the family theme is not working for you guys, let go of that vision. Let your kids have the autonomy, the creativity to choose their costumes. Be mindful, again, of knowing your kid, knowing what might throw them off or trigger them, and then the pajama hack. All right, next tip here has to do with trick or treating. Okay, I might date myself right now in starting my next sentence in this way, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I was a kid, (laughs) I know, I know, that sounds so cringe. No, but seriously, when I was a kid... We went trick-or-treating after school when it was still light outside. And basically, by the time it got dark, we were already home winding down for the day. Now, I don't know if this is like an East Coast, West Coast thing. I grew up on the East Coast. Now I live on the West Coast. But around here on the West Coast, it's like an unspoken rule that you don't go trick-or-treating until sunset. So I'm here walking around with four kids in the dark, probably past bedtime most Halloweens. 
So here's my main tip I have for you when it comes to trick-or-treating. It really doesn't matter no matter what time of day you're going, but I think especially if it's later in the day, this is going to be helpful. Talk about trick-or-treating in advance. Talk about trick-or-treating in advance. Maybe plan your route. Or if you've got a group going together, we like to go with a bunch of our friends here, get on the same page with like how long you plan to be out trick-or-treating, like where you're headed. That way it's not awkward or an hour in you're not thinking, all right, cool, time to go home. And everyone else is like, we're just getting started. So talk about it in advance. Also good for your kids to know what to expect in advance because there's going to be less surprises, probably less meltdowns, and most likely more cooperation because they've been briefed on the plan. They know what to expect. What else are you going to talk about in advance? You're probably going to talk about etiquette. Etiquette, like saying thank you, not going to houses where the porch light isn't on and ringing the bell, you know, a few times, taking one candy and not a handful of candy. You know, there's always like that one parent in the group. It's usually more than one. And it has definitely been me in past years. It's probably going to be me again this year yelling like, say thank you to my kids, like each and every house we go to. And whoa, like even thinking about this right now as I record this, I feel like that sounds really annoying. (laughs) So brief your kids in advance, instill the politeness. Yes, give the reminders if you need to, but maybe try like front loading a lot of that before trick-or-treating so you can actually have a more fun conversation that isn't constantly interrupted with, did you say thank you? Um, Did you take one candy? Um, All those things. All right. All right, so speaking of candy, let's talk about candy. Let's go. The next tip here is what some may call, you know, it's about what some may call the best part of Halloween, right? And that is all the sweet treats that your kids are going to collect trick or treating. Now, I think a super safe rule of thumb and one I tell my kids is I need to check all their candy before they dive in. I want to make sure nothing's opened. Nothing looks shady. Nothing seems like it's from Halloween six years ago. I just, I want to check it. And they're pretty good about it. Like they definitely need reminders because as a kid, right? Think about from one Halloween to the next. It feels like an eternity has passed. But also when my kids are trick-or-treating and burning energy and getting glimpses of all these delicious fun-sized snacks, like they're not always willing to wait until they're home and we're in good lighting for a grown-up to inspect their candy for them to eat it. So I set some rules. They can have, you know, maybe one or maybe two or maybe three treats while we're trick-or-treating as long as they show me first what they want to eat. Show me first. Same thing for when we get home. You might want to set some rules, especially if your kids tend to go wild after eating too much sugar. So what is a good number? What is a good number of treats they are allowed on Halloween? You know your kid. I do like to be a little more lenient on this day with regards to like how much sugar they're eating because it's a holiday after all. But it's not fun, you know, for anyone, your kids included, if they've overdone it and if their stomach start hurting or they have a sugar crash. So do what makes sense for you and for them. You know what I mean? 
Like decide, do you want to be limiting with that? Do you want to set some boundaries or do you want to let them go crazy? But like know there could be a consequence in advance if they have free reigns to eat um, as much sugar as they want. Now, for most people, there's still tons of candy left over after Halloween. At least that's the case typically in my house. And that can be super tempting, right? It can mess with regular eating rules and routines. It can cause a lot of fights, meltdowns, issues. So there are some ways you can work with the aftermath of Halloween treats without just throwing it away and possibly totally traumatizing your kids. So first first way you can deal with this, the aftermath, the extra candy, is you can donate it. But not just donate it, right? You have to talk about it together first. So there are typically opportunities in your community. In our community, our school does a Halloween candy donation. Our dentist does Halloween candy donations. And what they'll do is they'll typically ship the Halloween candy overseas to the military. In years past, when my kids learned about this, they were actually really excited to support troops in this way and to contribute in this way. I also told them, keep in mind, I also told them when we did donate candy, the the few years that we did that, that they could keep one Ziploc bag full of their favorite candy. So it was a good compromise. Some places, they might also give you something in return for the donation. Like they might give you a dollar per pound or they might give you a prize for donating. Just depends. So another option you could do with this bulk of candy that you've um, you've gotten on Halloween is you could contact the Switch Witch. I totally love this concept. Like whoever thought of it is so genius in my opinion. So if you haven't heard of the Switch Witch yet, the Switch Witch comes and she swaps your candy for a toy. It is so smart, you guys. And then you can literally get rid of all your Halloween candy in one quick swoop. And you do have to be a little bit prepared in advance when it comes to the Switch Witch. Like I would, A, I would have this conversation about a week in advance with your kids and let them, I always let them decide if they want to contact the Switch Witch. I don't enforce it. Um, But you want to do that in advance so you can ensure you've got a toy ready to go either on Halloween night or the next night or whenever you decide to do it. The thing is, if you wait too long to do it, your kids will probably have eaten a good chunk of the candy along the way, and then it kind of defeats the whole purpose. So I told my kids in years past, actually, what I did is I added this little extra rule. I don't know if the Switch Witch actually follows this, but she does in my house, is that the weight of their candy, amount of their candy, the weight of that equated to the value of the gift that they were able to receive. So it did incentivize them to not eat as much or any if we waited a couple days to put our candy out for the Switch Witch. Just a little a little extra added bonus tip there. Now, if you decide to keep the candy, that's obviously fine too, right? We've done all these things, including keeping it. The one thing I'll say though is out of sight, out of mind. Like don't keep the candy in a candy bowl on the table or the counter if you don't want your kids asking you for it or eating it all the time. Put it in a cabinet, put it in a closet. Otherwise, it is just going to be a topic of conversation and potentially issues for you that you don't need on a regular basis. All right, let's move on to our final mom tip on today's episode when it comes to Halloween. And that is to not put immense 
pressure on yourself to get it perfect. (sighs) I have so gone down the Pinterest rabbit hole. Maybe you have too, especially if you like Halloween like me. I've tried to make it perfect in years past. I remember the year I was... 12 days postpartum and I was trying to do all the Halloween things and make it super fun. Like I have been there and it almost always ends up either like a Pinterest fail or a total reality flop rather than that IG version, right? Real life versus Instagram. So if you want to do some cute stuff for Halloween, do it. Awesome. Do it. But I want you to ask yourself like how much can you and do you want to handle? How much time do you have to dedicate to this? Is it a real priority to you? And if it is, then do you need to let go of other priorities in order to make it happen? You know, what's more important, X or Y or Z? Because doing X, Y, and Z is likely not realistic for a healthy version of you. So knowing your limits, knowing what your priorities are, and most importantly, How you want to feel and experience this day is crucial. I always say the best kept secret and most valuable tool out there when it comes to really almost anything in life at all is self-awareness. Like the more you know yourself, the better decisions you'll make and the happier you will be. Okay, mamas. So those are my Halloween tips for you. I hope you find them super helpful. This is going to be my 10th Halloween with kids here, and I am just so here for it. So let me know if you found this episode helpful. Drop a review. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the handle Let Mama Work It. I hope you have a happy, happy Halloween, and I hope that you experience all the fun memory making, so much fun on this day without any added stress or pressure. All right, keep on working it, mama. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.